Hello, and welcome to the Popecast, where Ope Awolosi breaks down biblical truths to help in our everyday pursuits of life and godliness. Welcome to my podcast. Um, I sincerely hope that the words or experiences that I'm going to share with you today um, will be of immense benefit to you. Um, this series um, on discerning God's voice is based on my experiences in Christ and the little studies that I've done over the years. Um, and I hope that you will learn something from it that will help you in your Christian journey. Now, the word discern means to distinguish between two things or between several things. It means to recognize as distinct or to differentiate between things. This topic is very, very important, especially for our Christian journey and in the world that we're living in currently. Um, you and I know that there are several voices of reason in our mind at every stage of life. Be it the voice of experience, of pain, of sorrow, of joy, um, the so good and the not so good, the voice of the society and the community and in particular family heritage or the lineage that we're from, the voice of fear and limitations, um, the voice of knowledge of good and evil, the voice of I, the things I want to do, my ambitions. Um, the voice of the devil is also there, always trying to infiltrate into our subconscious. And much more also, it is still voice of God. And it's why it is important that as Christians and, and anyone in particular, it's important for us to be able to distinguish between these voices that noise up our mind think about it when you are praying or when you are even studying your word there are so many thoughts that are trying to um, choke up the word that you are listening to or the information or the instruction that you are receiving at times you are in church and you are listening to the service and before you know it your mind has wandered somewhere else um, your thoughts are taking you on a journey um, opposite or contrary or a journey that is not in line with the word that God is speaking to you about that at that time. So it's important that we look at this study, I feel is the foundation of a sweet and a wonderful relationship with God. So this morning I want to focus on just um, six or seven things that might be of blessing to you, um, that will set the foundation for the next um, episodes in this series of discerning God's voice. So I want to encourage you to really pay attention to this or to, 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 to assimilate these um, pointers and then in the following episodes we will be able to go deeper into how you can discern the voice of God. So the first thing I want you to understand is that God will always get your attention if he wants to. Set to that in your mind that God will always get your attention if he wants. He knows you. He knows you to the fabric of every part of you. He knows the little fiber that makes you. The Bible brings us to realize that God even knows the name. He knows the number of the air on our head and he calls them by name. Everything is numbered. Uh, so God knows you to the intent of your soul. So he knows you. He knows how best to get your attention uh, in order for you to hear his instruction because of his love for us um, if God wants to speak with you 
about something in particular, especially that something that is uh, mission critical, it will always get your attention. Um, none of us will get to heaven and tell God that, oh God, I did not do it because I did not know. You will know. You will know. God will get your attention. Um, ask Moses. He got Moses' attention through the curiosity of Moses um, during the burning bush experience. Um, ask Peter as well. Peter, uh, Peter had to fail for Jesus to get his attention uh, in the profession that he knows best, fishing. Peter had to fail for Jesus to get his attention. And what about Paul? Zealous Paul, who was killing disciples. Bible makes us realize that um, God had to first arrest him and cause a sudden blindness to come upon him in order for him to get um, Saul's attention. So no matter what, God will always um, get your attention. Even if he has to speak through the mouth of a donkey, God will always get your attention if what God wants to talk to you about is mission critical. Have that at the back of your mind. If you have not heard God speak to you, it is because there's nothing to say. That's number one. Number two thing that I want you to understand as well is that God will only speak with um, the people that he has relationship with. God will only speak to his children. He will only speak to born again Christians. Why do I say that? Because scripture makes us to realize in John chapter 10 verse 27, Jesus Christ speaking says that my sheep will always hear my voice. The shepherd-sheep relationship has to be formed for the sheep to hear the shepherd's voice. You must have a relationship with Jesus for you to be able to discern the voice of God. Uh, the only voice that an unbeliever hears is a knock at the door of your heart, asking to come home, asking to come to Jesus, asking to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Except that you cannot hear anything from God. You cannot discern anything from God. I've heard of people say, unbelievers tell me that, oh, the other day God told me. God. At times I just look at them and I'm like, it's your mind that is telling you. Because you say that God tells you is contrary to what scripture is saying. And as such, when you meet an unbeliever who is telling you that God told them something about you, you must take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, it might just be a matter of coincidence. Or it might also be um, a spiritual manipulation that is causing them to think otherwise and even though it comes to pass does not say that it is God that is speaking um, the relationship has to be formed the same way that David said in Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd the Lord has to be your shepherd and you have to be the sheep of God so that um, God can speak with you um, John chapter 10 says, says a stranger voice they will not hear so the first thing that you need to understand is that God will always get your attention. The second thing that you need to understand is that God only speaks with people that he has relationship with. Only born-again Christians don't speak with. Um, the third thing that you need to understand this morning is that while God speaks to us through his scriptures, through the Bible, it is not always that the words read in the scriptures is in time. Second um, Timothy chapter three verse sixteen to seventeen says the word of God is profitable um, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, 
whenever you're reading the word of God, at times it's for instructions. At times it's for us to understand how to live our lives. At times it's for, it's for exposition to reveal things to us. At times it's for us to understand the mind of God, to understand the person of God, the personality of God. So you and I must be able to discern the word that we are reading, that we are reading in time. Words discerned in time is called rema. It is the rema of God that is for that particular. Let me tell you what rema is. Rema is the revealed word of God to a particular person or, or people for a particular reason in a particular time. I'll repeat. It is the revealed word of God to a particular people or persons or person for a particular reason for a particular time. So, Rema is specific. Rema is specific. The word read in the scriptures, you see people read the Bible and without the Rema behind the word, you realize that people might misalign or misinterpret the Bible. I once heard of the story of a young gentleman who, out of zeal um, for God, had to cut off his organ, um, his private organ. Why? Because scriptures that he read says, if your eye will cause you to sin, you should cut it off. So he took that literally and that was the end of the story. The fact that you're reading the Bible today does not mean that that scripture that you're reading is expressly for you and this is why you need to discern the voice of God from the letter of the word. You need to discern the voice from the letter. Jesus Christ speaking, he says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You must be able to get the spirit and the life in the word every time you read in it. If, at all, if not, you might end up um, misinterpreting scriptures or applying scriptures from um, your mental um, reasoning. You'll see in the scriptures, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4, 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 2, Ezekiel chapter 17 verse 2. You'll see it written several times. And the word of the Lord came to me. And the word of the Lord came to me. For you to get Rema in the word, the word has to jump to you. The most something that is sudden application of the scriptures unto you. And that is how you will we'll look at that more. Um, in future episodes. So, the fourth thing I want us to also understand is that God speaks by spirit to our hearts or to our spirit and not our mind. God doesn't speak to our mind. He does not speak to your brain. He does not speak to your emotions. He does not speak to your reasoning. He speaks to your heart. And as such, it's important for us to be able to discern and to separate our voice of reasoning, rational thinking, our logic from when God speaks to us. And this is the reason why we cannot reason with we cannot reason out the voice of God. First Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 to 15. Since these things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but the Holy Ghost teaches it. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 
verse 14 now says that the natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit because they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The voice of God can only be discerned in your spirit, not with the natural mind, not with the natural thinking. Our heart relates with God. Our spirit relates with spiritual. Our spirit relates with God. Our mind relates with this world. Our mind relates with this world. Our mind is a central um, logic system of, the, of our being. It takes instruction from, no, not instruction, it takes impulse from both the spiritual and the physical. It takes instruction from our spirit and our bodies and then decides based on um, what is already been studied, the algorithm that's already within it. While our spirit communicates with the spiritual and then informs our mind. Hence, it's important for us to understand that God speaks to your heart or to your spirit and not through your mind. God speaks to your spirit and not through your mind. Our heart is to relate with God while our, our brain is to relate with the world. Our mental faculty only started developing after man became aware of the knowledge of good and evil. Prior to that, man was already fellowshipping with God because Jesus Christ said it categorically that for us to have that fellowship with God, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, As many as are led um, by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Just remember this morning that knowledge or logic is good, but we must, we must never consider our thoughts as the voice of God. The voice of God is meant to be discerned and not to be thought of or be reasoned. There's no rational application to the word of God. In fact, our reasoning must be catching up with the voice of God, not the other way around. I pray God helps us in Jesus' name. Um, the fifth thing I want us to understand in this episode is that how well you are able to discern God's voice is based on the knowledge of scriptures that you have. Your discernment of God's voice is based on the knowledge of the Bible that you have. The Bible comprises of so many things about God. The Bible reveals to us the person of God, the standards of God, the requirements of God. It also confirms to us the voice of God. The Bible in itself is the entirety of God that is given to man. So everything that God is going to speak to us about will be in accordance with his words. Will be in accordance with his word. It's not not of confusion. He will always speak to us in line with his words. With his words. So if you don't know what the word of God is, how would you know that this reasoning or this thoughts, this voice in your head, this voice, that this impulse that you are getting, how will you know that it is the voice of God? Because you must be able to compare spiritual with spiritual. You must be able to compare your thoughts with spiritual. 
comparing your thought with spiritual means that you're comparing your thought with the word of God to be sure that it's in line with the word of God. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2 says, verse 1 says, God who hath in sundry times spoken to us through the prophet, hath in these last days spoken to us by son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. Um, you must understand that everything that God is going to speak to us about will be in line with the revelation of the world, being Christ, being the Son that God has given to us. Remember, um, Jesus always points to the Father. And that's why the Spirit of God that we have in us, the Holy Spirit that we have in us, always, always, always points to Jesus. So, Jesus points to the Father, the Holy Spirit points to Jesus. Because the three of them, one just Christ speaking said if you have seen me you have seen the father in John chapter 14 verse 26 Jesus Christ speaking of the Holy Spirit says but the comforter who is the Holy Ghost whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance look at the final caveat whatsoever I have said unto you the only things that you know that Christ has said unto you are the word of God. So the Holy Spirit will speak to you in accordance with the word of God. Is that okay? The sixth thing that I want us to understand in this episode as well is that it's okay for us to get clarity when we are unsure of what God is speaking to us. It's okay to get clarity because God does not speak in a language or through a channel you cannot understand. Like I said, it's not an author of confusion. Samuel had to seek clarity from Eli. Moses had to ask God again, Hey God, if I go to these people, who should I say sent me? He had to seek counsel from Jethro, his father-in-law. How about Gideon? Although these last two, they are not the best of um, examples we should follow. But Gideon, not being sure, being called, how to set fleas. How about the disciples of Jesus? Despite the fact that they were already filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in appointing um, the, a replacement for Judas, what they did was they cast a lot. They threw the die. They, they made a lottery to determine who they will appoint. So at times when you are not certain, it's better for you to seek clarity. At times in seeking clarity, the best thing for you to do is to ask God to confirm his words to you. And at times you realize that God will speak through someone, through prophetic utterances, through, through someone or through your counselor. Um, you, you can seek advice from someone and the person might just be speaking to you about what God or confirming to you used, look at the word that I used confirming so God would have spoken to you first because you are his child you are his child God will speak to you first and then can send you a prophet to confirm his words or confer, a counselor to confirm what is speaking to your heart and that's why when a prophecy comes you it reverberates in you why because there's a part of your spirit that's already been prepared for that word 
At times, God can confirm to you through scriptures. God can confirm to you through other people's testimonies. See, your brain might not comprehend the instruction at the time when it is given to you, but your spirit perceives it. Your spirit perceives it. So if you're perceiving a move of God in your spirit, and you're not certain, it's okay for you to ask God to confirm it. It's okay for you to ask God to confirm it. And then the last thing for this episode is that you need to understand that the fact that it has not happened does not mean that God has not spoken to you. What we do is when we wait for God, for the things that God has spoken to us about, we wait for the performance for a while, we put God within our own time or on our, time, our own time structure. Understand, man is the only one that's limited by time. God is not in time. God does not walk with time. A thousand years to him is like a day. And it is like a thousand years. How do you put that into an equation? So with God, the fact that it has not occurred, it has not happened, does not mean that God has not spoken to you. And this is why you must ensure that your faith in holding on to the voice of God, your faith is not does not waver. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, we realize that the men of old that were referred to as the, as the, as the champions of faith, verse 13 says, they all died in faith, not receiving the promises, but they saw it from afar. They saw it from afar means that they discerned the move of God, but they never had it. So the fact that God has not done it, or you have not seen the physical manifestation of what you feel that God has spoken to you about, does not mean um, that God has not called you. Does not mean that um, Jesus is not with you. So I hope these seven pointers or these seven foundational points will lay a good space for us to build on in the next episode. Uh, and I hope that you will listen to this and listen to it again and let it be part of you. And let me assure you, in the next episode, we'll try to answer a few questions as well. Uh, questions on how does God speak to us? Questions like, does God even still speak today? And even if he does speak today, are there other ways that God can speak to us that is different from um, what's already written in the scriptures or is there everything limited to um, what is already in the scriptures can I also ask you at this point um, and encourage that please if um, this podcast has been of a blessing to you why not encourage us by subscribing for future ones and much more do me a favor why not share it with someone who you think might be blessed by it? And as you do that, I pray that God blesses you in Jesus' mighty name. And finally, testimonies are very good. Aside from being a seal of our victory, Scripture says that we overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimonies. So testimonies are a seal of our victory. And aside from that, testimonies are also an evidence of God's involvement 
in our lives or in a project. Can I encourage you, please, if you don't mind, um, share your testimonies with me. Especially testimonies of how this message has been of a blessing to you. A one-liner is fine. You can do a video and send to me. Whichever way you're able to, I pray that God blesses you. Even as you do that in Jesus' mighty name. If you want to find my email, it's always in the link below. I pray that God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's edition of the Popecast. I hope you enjoyed the session and I pray that it blessed you. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also keep up with Pope on Instagram at Pope the First.